Hello there! This week on the Gamers Guild, we are going to talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol in 2024. My name is Matthew, and welcome to the Gamers Guild. Alright, this week we are back and we're going to kind of ease into the new year. We're kind of going to do something a little smoother, a little easier to kind of just a little roll with it and talk about 2024, or as I said before, 2024, and talk about what we were kind of hoping for, it, what our expectations are, where we're at with the game, where we hope to be at, at the game. And with me this week, we have Justin. How you doing, Justin? Awesome. Can't wait to talk about my wants and desires for the new year. Ooh, wanton. Wow. Nice. Not wanton. My wants. W-A-N-T-S. Oh. Wants oh. and desires. <laughs> I heard it. I, I heard I You know what? It's, it's, it's going in as wanton for me. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's a canon event. Oh. <laughs> Dust my ears deceive me? Who, who is it, this? Who is this voice? Does this voice even play Marvel Crisis Protocol anymore? Kenny. I, I do. Does he? How are you doing, Kenny? I am doing great. I'm excited to play more Marvel Crisis Protocol in 2024. Haven't been able to make it to our shop yet, but uh, played, a, played a decent amount to, to end out 2023. Nice, nice. Well, Kenny is, of course, here. Obviously, we must be recording on a holiday or something and couldn't get any of the other hosts because that is why <laughs> Kenny is here. I'm pretty Over sure Sooner's like dead, so. Uh, he's not alive. He's <laughs> <laughs> in MCP heaven watching down on us right to now. To be clear, Kenny, or not Kenny, but uh, Sooner is fine. His health is perfect. At the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, he is he is perfectly okay. There we don't want no people pulling us up in like three, in the year three thousand and being like, "Oh, thank God, Sooner's still alive." This, this episode is in memoriam of MCP Sooner. Yeah, Sooner's on sabbatical right now. He's yeah. tired of CGR. We all he's are. tired of constantly thinking about that end of the meta. So he's, and I can't he's, say I blame he's him. He's tired of critical results. <laughs> Dice. <laughs> that <Yeah>. may be true. <laughs> um, we love you sooner. Anyway, so we are going That's to so talk about a couple of things. Uh, first off, we're going to go with the, what we've been playing. Kenny, um, as the guest, you'll go first. Uh, you've been saying that you have uh, been playing a lot grounding yeah. into the new year. So what have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been uh, dabbling with the new spider foes with Doc Ock and I've been really enjoying it. I lost my first few games with them and won my last couple. So, I mean, things are, I guess, looking up. Um, but yeah, they've been they've been a lot of fun to to play. I really like um, Doc's leadership, getting like the extra power, and then just like playing against opponents who are like trying to put statuses on me, like shock and incinerate. It's really fun to just be like, oh, you put shock on me, it's gone immediately. Thanks, bud. Um, so that's been, that's been really fun. Um, and then also, you know, I, I picked up, uh, we, we mentioned him already, but CGR, um, picked him up cause one, I wanted to paint him and two, uh, I 
wanted to play him where he belonged in the Black Order. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't been able to do that yet. But I played a little bit of Black Order as well, just because, you know, it's just like a it's like a comforting blanket to me at this point. Like, that's how I kind of feel when I pick him up. It's just like it feels right. So foes and Black Order are what I've been playing. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've been I noticed that uh, recently and we'll talk about this event in just a moment. But I, I was noticing in the, the Memphis tournament that uh, HPP Will was playing Corvus Glaive Black Order. Uh, he didn't do well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I thought that was an interesting choice. That he had Whenever fun. I see it. That's whenever, what's important. I mean, isn't that what Black Order is about? Rolling dice and having fun? <laughs> yes, yes, it yeah. is. It used to not be. It used to be about making everyone miserable playing. To, to be fair to Will, he was running a Black Order list without Thanos or Cosmic Ghost Rider. So he was doing the very fair. So the way and, I used to do it? Yeah. Like, so his his big hitters were Corvus and Power Swan. So it's not like he was out there trying to torment people with the, the big Oh, those guys go Kaiju. off. Sometimes. They can. Sure. I don't know. I, I mean, they, they, they didn't they for, roll Will, for me but... at least. <laughs> Everything rolls for you. Remember, this is this is fair. You're part of the reason why Sooner is in MCP heaven. <laughs> you and your dice. Once again, Sooner's fine, health wise. <laughs> at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Justin? Uh, I'm gonna before we uh, you even say anything, I'm going to preface this with saying that we are recording just off the heels of that Memphis tournament, that the aforementioned uh, Memphis tournament, where Justin rolled in there being like, ah, I don't even think I'm gonna go to. I can record whatever. I can record on a Friday. He wanted to Who watch cares? the Browns play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play, watch football, and then he just rolled in there and won the thing. Yeah, I um I went in there with a defenders list, a Daredevil led defenders list. Not Doctor Strange. Not Doctor Strange. Although I did have, and this will come up later. I had Sexy Strange. I had um my my um, Sorcerer Supreme Strange was in the roster. He's not the leader, huh? but he's he he was a Strange in the roster. You had one of them, so that's all that matters. Yeah. And um, I I took it down. Now, I, I'm going to preface this by saying the first round, I got a buy, which I hated. I didn't want to drive three hours to go to Memphis to sit and watch everyone play for the first round. But I won all my other games, took it down, took down a, a fellow uh, Gamers Guild member in uh, One Absolute Matt in Good. the final round, playing his uh, CGR Guardians you faced two CGRs. I I, 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 I did. Um, one of my opponents was running Brotherhood with a CGR splash. What? Yeah, a Mystique um, Brotherhood. Mystique, Mystique Brotherhood. Not, not. Oh my gosh, yeah. gross. <laughs> so that was round two for me, and then round three, I played against a uh, Winter Guard player who I had not seen on the table in a long time. That was Winter Guard in the sense that it was like. Red Guardian and Crimson Dynamo with Taskmaster and Sexy Skull, which we'll get to that again later. Uh, but um, yeah, as it turns out, when Skull summons in his grunts, they can use the leadership for Winter Guard to get rid of the stagger condition. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, that's spicy. So that was what he was doing there. 
But um, yeah, and then my round three was against uh, Guardians with CGR again. Let, so. let, let, let me preface. Let me let, let me give some context to this. You played against CGR Guardians on fifteenth threat of mm-hmm. Researcher and Gamma Wave. Correct. And you not only did you win this, and, and actually all of your matches were blowouts of double digits on your side, single digits on their side. Uh, please, everyone who's listening to this is screaming into their phones. They're almost getting into accidents because they want to know, how did you do it? Two CGRs, you, two out of your three matches with CGRs, uh, both of them with secures that are pretty close together. One of them was on the quintessential Guardian CGR murder fest scenario. How did you do it? Well, let me start with round two against the Brotherhood player. Um, I drew my Fisk um, secure. And my opponent didn't have um, Crew of the Milano to clear conditions. And at the end of round one, his CGR got stunned. Ooh. And never got a psychosis token again. Okay, so because, lesson one, don't play CGR outside of Guardians. Yeah, so I, I ran Hulk in that game, and all Hulk's job was was to spend two power every round and throw CGR away medium. I assume so, you played Hulk in both your second round um, and third round I, opponent. I did not. I did not play Hulk in round three because really? it's too expensive. Yes. Well, it was only one point less on your threat. Yeah, but the way it works out, like... I had, I had a game plan. Okay, okay, go, okay. But um, in that game, because his CGR could not do, I mean, it was his CGR in that game felt like a glorified pyro because all he would do every round, he would get two power around, one for the start of the round and one from the stun roll in of his dice. And he would have to spend two power to pull someone or spend two power to teleport up. So he would, depending on the situation, either pull someone towards him or teleport closer and double tap to get two power. <laughs> and that was it. I never, I never hit him again because I didn't want to give him power to get a psychosis token. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we see the key of your success on that one. I don't want to go one, too, that, too, bad. I, I don't I, too bad rappy on this. I was very lucky in that. Okay. What happened with the game versus Matt is I took pieces that could take a punch got lucky what pieces did you take so i ran daredevil obviously sexy Mm -hmm. strange luke cage and x23 okay so my whole goal was have pieces up there that could maybe survive a round against cgr and that's sort of what i had to do so my two um like I had a couple of tactics cards that would help with this, like exceptional healing. I had patch up, which I used to great effect and then heroes for hire. So my goal was round one. I sent Luke Cage up there to be the sacrificial pawn because it's researcher. I can't really grab a midline and run away, but I wanted the points. So I went up there, sat on the point with Luke Cage and he immediately got killed. Like just, <laughs> There was nothing I could do. <laughs> CGR is rolling hot. Just like I mean, I mean you, you, put, like, you put someone on the midline against Guardians, 
they probably I, gonna I die. Knew, I knew what I was doing. It's fine. But after he got dazed, I was able to send Daredevil up there and capture the point anyway. Mm-hmm. So with him up there, they got shot a little bit by um, Star-Lord, but it was fine because he counts blanks. He was able to block most of it, get enough power. And I was able to kind of use his counterattack ability to get some attacks off to build some more power on that opening turn because uh. his placement and how he was trying to get close to the point. But what ended up happening is that he had three guys surrounding that middle point, but not on it. And turn two, I had five power on my daredevil and did his AOE with three targets, which is like nine die AOE on all three targets. I was an idiot and forgot that CGR has the Winter Soldier clap back. So I attacked Star-Lord first, dazed him, then immediately got taken out by CGR. It, it happens. Then going into the next round, I obviously had five power because I went from like zero to 60. You know, just bam, immediately dazed by CGR. I woke up that round with enough power to do another AOE this time targeting CGR, where I was able to daze CGR and then nice. also daze his beta ray bill that was in the area. Wow. Then he got hit hard, but he had like four out of six damage on him, which gave him four power at the time. And I had my X-23 patch him up for four. And going into the next round, he got hit but wasn't killed by CG. I'm trying to remember my pace. You don't have to get too bad rep here. You just, just want to but get the idea of it. Long story short, I got three of those AOEs off and killed Beta Ray Bill and Star-Lord and put um, Cosmic Ghost Rider one health left on his injured side. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, now, by that time, I had lost Luke Cage. Luke Cage died like top of turn two. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the reason he died is because I um, heroes were hired to keep Daredevil alive when uh, CGR was going to do a spender in him. So it was cool. worth it. Sure. Um, X-23 went up there and died right after um, the patch-up job. And then after the third AOE, Daredevil quickly died. So all I had left was Strange. But after that last round of whipping his batons around all he had left was a one hell cgr and rocket raccoon who had already been dazed once so oh geez strange just went up there single shot into cgr did the one damage and then um took out um rocket and i tabled him all right so for one last question about this which is what were the characters that you brought because all your all your to, to again to give context for people who don't have like the long shanks in front of them but so all of your matches so you had you had a you had a 16 threat match a 15 threat match and a 15 threat match mm-hmm. you won the first one 16 to 7 six then the second one 16 to 2 and then the last one 15 to 6 yeah so you had all low threat it was fisk fisk and gamma uh research station on two of those uh, and then Montessi. So everything was down the middle for all of your games. Which is what I look for. 
which is what defenders look for in general. So what were your models that you were bringing to these? And it's a two-part question. What were the models that you were bringing to all of these? And what were the models that just never saw the table? So um, during the first Fisk game where I was at 16, I brought Wolverine and Hulk because they're both stun and mute, and it worked very well for me. The second game and third game, I was at 15 threat, so I couldn't bring Wolverine, just the points don't work out. So I brought, um, that one was on uh, Researcher uh, Fisk, which is a much more kind of um, security thing. So I brought Valkyrie as my Splash 3, and then Hulk, Wong, and um, Daredevil. Because I wanted three characters that could control someone off a point in that game, which is very useful. And um, the third game, I told you my lineup. But in all of those games, it was prioritizing um, Hulk if I could and playing into my scenario if I could with Wolverine and Hulk with the stun immunity or playing into the secures where I could move people off of points with daredevil Hulk and Valkyrie. Okay. And what models didn't, weren't really maybe. <laughs> so I, I had a whole thing where it's like, I need to bring uh, someone with an eyes play and I kind of agonized about Hella or beta Ray bill back and forth, back and forth. You guys finally talked me into taking beta Ray bill. I included him, included eyes and never needed him. Never once came up never put him on the table i also had this whole thing where it's like if i go against web wars i might want an extract steel what's a good extract steel and i thought about miles or thought about black cat and then i finally went with spider woman i just think she's tankier she she plays a little better into my play style never put her on the table <laughs> do you think that uh do you think that you like if you're gonna go into another tournament next would you swap any of those characters that you weren't using out for potentially something else? And you don't have to tell me what those something else would be. You obviously need to think about it unless you know. Uh, but if you were thinking, ah, maybe I just don't need these particular it, givens. It's, t- it's tough because, I mean, I used you know a lot of different characters and they were all super useful throughout the day. So it, I, I had good logic and reasoning why I was bringing the other two. They just, that issue never came up. So I never even got to try whether or not they worked. So as of right now, I might change. If I was going to a bigger event, I might change it a little bit. I might think about the CGR matchup a little more. Because like initially, I was going to bring Ultron 2. Because I think he's pretty good in the CGR, especially with um, the age of Ultron. But I didn't. I cut him to bring um, Sexy Strange instead, who turned out to be clutch for me in my last game so uh, it's hard to say one way or the other what i would do but i mean i might tweak a little bit for a bigger event but i don't know i'm just asking because i need to finalize my defenders roster <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. I've, I've got i've got talking points if you want to go over and we can what what works and what didn't and oh we will oh we will uh all right and so We'll move. That's great. Congratulations on your victory. Ooh, go defenders. Yeah, it was fun. I was I've been running them in my three box and I've been having fun with them. And that was sort of what sold me on 
taking this to the tournament because it's like, well, they're fun. I know I'll go there and at least have a little bit of fun, even if it's CGR everywhere. And yeah. it technically was not CGR everywhere. I just happened to hit both of the people playing him. Really? Yeah. And this this is uh this is just what happens when you can finally get away from Nate, who hurts you every week. And you Nate, just... Nate does hurt me every week. Although, so, last week we played two games and I won one of them. Oh. Good job. You come, you're moving up in <laughs> the world. That's how I feel when I play Josh. Maybe I'll beat Josh this week. Do you ever beat Josh? Uh, I've beat him three times. Mm-hmm. Out of how many times have you played? <sighs> Next question. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, for me, it's, it's I, not a very good record. <laughs> for, for me, I, I haven't been. I've been taking a purposeful uh, hiatus for like the last. I guess at this point, it would have been almost a month. Uh, you know, at the end of the year, I had family stuff, so I just wasn't playing. And then I haven't played since the beginning of the year. I'm going to start up this week again. But uh, I haven't really been kind of just focusing on our saying take a breath. Sometimes it's good in any games to just take a breath and chill out. You know, still talk about it maybe, but not necessarily constantly be going down the cycle of the game. You know, that leads to burnout a lot. So I felt it was a nice little break for me. But when I come back, I will be probably banging out Avengers and Defenders. Those are the two affiliations that uh, appeal to me the most. So we are going to move on to our first topic. We have a a few topics. Uh, Our first topic, which is for our new segment called Your Friendly Neighborhood Ruling. Um, And we're going to talk about the, how AMG has released a errata for Red Skull Master of the World. To to be fair, this was not a published errata. It is a published. Was, it is a published errata because it is on the forum. It's it's on the forum, and they call it like an emergency errata Correct. because people have been asking them about this for like four months now. We all know when we talked about this. <laughs> I think on our last episode, we talked about this. How the the reason why it's taking long it has to be because there it's got to be errata. It can't just be a ruling. Yeah, you can't just because the the wording is so vague on the printed card. It, it's not something you can just hand wave away and say. This is how the ruling should go because of X, Y, or Z. Right, because it doesn't work. Because the way it was written, it just it doesn't actually function. Anybody who told you this is how it must function is talking out of their butt because they can say how they think it functions, but the ruling is way too vague. It doesn't include a timing window, and therefore it is not good. So <laughs> they have issued an errata to uh, make it give it a timing window. That timing window is now essentially is step six. Uh, after step six of the uh, uh, of the attack sequence, and for those who don't have the attack diamond chart memorized, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, uh, that is basically everyone is domino or mal. So you roll your attack dice, you make your decision on your 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 leadership trigger, then the defender rolls their defense dice, and that is how it works. So, and then of course, similarly, if you uh, someone makes you re-roll your skull that is now a crit with recalibration matrix or whatever or how whatever abilities there are. Then and that rolls into a skull again. It is now a skull. It is no longer a crit. It is not like reality gem. So 
that so essentially what we're going to talk about here is what we think about the ruling i'll start off uh and i will say that i think i have been the one who's been saying this is what i think the ruling would be i think i went on record in our last episode so a little vindication for me i feel great uh thank you for asking (laughs) and but i also think that this is uh having now seen it in writing i also think additionally this is the best choice because it makes it the most consistent with all the other rules in the game. And one thing that you kind of want to avoid when you're making your rules, especially in a game as complex as MCP, is you don't want to have a lot of exceptions and edge cases. You know, one thing that confuses people a lot is how X-23 and Wolverine have the same name of a superpower for their adamantium skeleton, but they're slightly different. (laughs) <laughs> and one affects throws and pushes, and one only affects pushes, I think. And so that's, you know, confuses people. It can cause mistakes. So you don't want to have these gradient variations in your rules. And since the ability, as it reads, even beforehand, was talking about crits exploding, you kind of want to line that up with all the other abilities that involve crits exploding without it going ham like reality gem which in my opinion probably needs to be slightly adjusted but other than that excuse uh, me well i think it should be adjusted. <laughs> i think it's just whoa, whoa, much. Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't He's, don't talk about his baby boy like that you need to have a timing window buddy the timing window is all of the time yeah that's the problem <laughs> so, um but outside of the reality gem we can next time kenny's on i'll add in a debate about the reality gen and we can have that then uh let's do about, it i so i think that this is a great um ruling uh, i understand that it is obviously uh a quote-unquote nerf to what people thought his ability was when they thought it was reality gem but you know uh, it can be disappointing, but it is still a, a very powerful effect. Domino's ability is very powerful. Uh, is very powerful on Mal, even if it's just one skull instead of being as many skulls as you can possibly roll. It's still great, and I think that it can it leans into one of the most impactful parts of this game, which is the crit mechanic, which is the swingiest part of this game where things just blow up onto people and being able to leverage into that can really have some dynamic potential on the table. But uh, we'll go on to other people's thoughts. How about you, Kenny? What do you think about this ruling? Um, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. When I was playing Skull 3, um, I uh, that's kind of how I was playing it because in my mind, I want to play things with like the worst possible potential ruling and then if it gets to like be like maybe it was like they ruled it like the reality gym like that just makes the character even better in my opinion um whereas like if i was playing it the other way like i can see why people would be disappointed that it got ruled the way they didn't think it was but i mean you're kind of potentially setting yourself up for failure in that case versus like maybe more potential success um but i mean to me the ruling makes perfect sense like you said it's in line with previous um, mechanics in this way, except for the reality gym, but reality is whatever I want it to be, Matthew. Um, And that reality is 
how it works. Um, yeah, this this ruling is, um, I don't know, it makes it makes perfect sense uh, to me for it, and I think like now actually having like the clarity on that, and knowing that for sure, like it makes me want to go back and dabble with them a little bit more instead of just like the couple test games I had, and I was like, you know, at that time there was so much new stuff with the core box and um, the character updates that like you know had list ADD, but now this is like more intriguing to go back to now that I have a definitive way it works. Uh, yeah. And I think a good point on that one was, was making ruling, working with rules when they're not solidified in their most restrictive forms possible, because uh, I was once told by someone that you should always, and I thought this was very smart. You should always kind of work. If you don't know how a ruling works, you should work with it assuming it is in its most restrictive form possible because otherwise um like you said you could be let down uh because usually things tend to go in the more restrictive forms so uh yeah i I agree with that and then you feel a little bit less of that uh, disappointment if you've invested a lot of time because you're excited about the character that that when this happens you won't be let down. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Justin? What are your thoughts? I think that might have been me that was saying that because that's exactly how I've treated this from the beginning. It wasn't when you. I first. When I first, <laughs> I read think we've the all rule, kind of said said similar sentiments in our chat. Yeah, when I first read the rule, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This works whenever." And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, "There's no way this works forever." And then I looked, and people had posted the question, and it had been kind of not answered, and been kind of in limbo for a while i immediately stopped playing it as though it happened whenever and started playing it like i knew the other rules to be like domino and malekith and it works fine it's not it's not ideal it's not the best version of the rule but it's good enough It, it works for a leadership and i wasn't disappointed when the ruling came out because i've been playing with it in its quote-unquote worst form from the moment the question came up. That way I'm not disappointed by it and I don't have to relearn the leadership. I've already been playing with it that way from the beginning. Gamers are always very drawn to copium. They're always drawn to that. (laughs) Here in Alabama, it's copiates. Copiates, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think the leadership, like, as it's ruled, like, it's still perfectly fine and viable. I think it's a B tier leadership. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's fine. It's good for an introductory kind of core set leadership. It's, yeah, it's about on par team. with Mighty Steve, maybe a little. Worse I think Mighty with... Steve is better. I, I would yeah. actually, I would say something like, and uh, you know, a, a broad sen- sentiment would be like, it's a B. Grit Skull's leadership is a B tier leadership on an A tier character, while Steve's is an A tier leadership on a B tier character. I feel like you can move those letter grades down just a hair and probably be okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's just a general. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, I'm not, not going to say, I mean, like I, I really like new skull. I'm not calling him an A tier character. Are we doing he's, a tier list episode now? Let's do it. He's like a B it's a B tier leadership with a B plus character and a B plus leadership on a B tier character. Better. That's probably not harsh enough on steve but uh, i'll roll with it i'll roll with it he's pretty he's pretty boring he's, 
He's just boring. <laughs> C plus character with a B plus leadership. How about that? Maybe we'll talk about. We'll workshop this. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to our next topic. Uh, so now that everyone is aware, all our listeners are aware of this ruling, go out and experiment and have fun with the new skull. And speaking can I, of which, can I just can I just take an aside before we jump on oh, to the next topic? Oh yeah, yeah. I've tested a lot with skull just because I, I the new stuff. I want to play around with the new things. Sure. Cabal's roster is shockingly lame for how big it is. Yeah, that's the biggest detriment to the and to they the don't. Leadership. You have to use it with Cabal. <laughs> yeah, he's like you have to have, you have to be affiliated with Cabal to to use it. It's like my my current build right now is like, well, I can get affiliated with just like eight points of characters if I bring the two two threads. So <laughs> when I when I do when I when I think that way, that's not a good sign. I mean, yeah. there's Ultron two, which I enjoy, and there's like. Original Zemo, yeah, but like that—that is not what I want to be building my roster around. Like, I want to have some pieces in there that are like really exciting, and I just—that's fair. There's nothing like that that really gets me going with Cabal. It makes me sad because Avengers has that, you know. But eh, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's fine. They're bad guys entirely. Uh, There's more appealing bad guy rosters out there. There are more appealing bad guy rosters, and this is more appealing. Most most rosters that are decently sized are more appealing than the Cabal rosters. But, you know, there's something there. I mean, they're Twitty. Went to Neverwinter, and he had, like, a pretty nasty control Cabal roster. So that was that, that was pretty fun to see. Twitty's brain works different than every other MCP player. Cause well, he, maybe we need to get on his level. I, I wish I could. <laughs> He there's like I person, think we've played like two or three times and he's beaten me every time we played. There's one person I've ever actually been convinced is like an actual real life wizard, and it is him. Right. Well, speaking of this talk about it, you had mentioned uh calling we mentioned calling him Red Skull 3. And that's why I wanted to bring on as our hot debate topic of the week. That is the new name for our selfish side topic of the week, it is now hot debate topic of the week. We're going to put 10 minutes on the board and we're going to debate a topic that I have chose for this particular week. And this week we're going to be talking about naming conventions. The premise that I will put out there is essentially that we as a community tend to put shortcut phrases in general. You know, we call something a bow, which means that, you know, you advance a character in any direction Bow to the will of modok which is based off of that is not called that on anyone else's card that does it but we call it about so we tend to use things like that um and so that is just normal in all games however i'm starting to wonder in terms of how we name our characters whether that's going to have some problems Now that we are having this old core set being decommissioned and being replaced with a new core set, essentially we're going to be soon reaching a point where new players' introduction to the game will be with the mightiest core set and not from the original core box. And therefore their first introduction to characters will be, you know, this Red Skull 
uh, Mighty Steve, you know, this Black Widow. And to give an example of how we as a community refer to these characters, Master Red Skull Master of the World is referred to, as you've heard, Skull 3. And Skull, Red Skull uh, Master of Hydra is Skull 2. And even more confusing would be someone like Black Widow, where Two Threat Black Widow is referred to as Black Widow 1 or Core Widow or OG Widow. All three of those are confusing to somebody who just got into the game buying the mightiest core box. Three Threat Widow is referred to as Widow 2. And Four Threat Widow is referred to as Widow 3, uh, who would also be the first Widow that most players will be introduced with. Um, and eventually, as, as I wrote in the notes, that will probably happen. Now, sometimes you hear people refer to Three Threat Widow as Agent Widow or who? Does this character exist? But outside of that, is a very confusing name convention now that we're hitting two or three characters of the same type. And what I want to know is whether or not we need to find a different, less confusing naming convention for our models uh, to help the community given that in a year's time from now, the word core will have a completely different meaning that we've had known for the last four years. And I'm going to hit the timer now. And Justin, you start. I reject your basic premise because all of these names you say I call these characters, I don't call them. In fact, earlier in the episode, I called Red Skull 2 as Sexy Skull. And I called Doctor Strange 2 as Sexy Strange. Because they both came out in a relatively similar time, and there were definite glow-ups on their originals. They so came they out very sexier. differently. They came out at a very whatever, different time. Whatever. Right? They have the They're same like a, litter- almost a year apart. Fine. <laughs> Cutting into my time here. but <laughs> I'm just they, checking you. Real-time fact checks they, here. They, they were a definite glow-up on the original, and they had a fun alliteration. So I call them Sexy Strange and Sexy Skull. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't come up with a good term for the new corset. Red Skull. I'm thinking either Skull 3 or Skull Skull. Skull Skull? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Why his, Skull? Leadership, Wait, what? his leadership. Oh, his leadership. Oh, my God. Skull. Skull. So, <laughs> <laughs> that might be confusing, though. So I'm, I'm workshopping that one. We'll, we'll workshop that one. Uh, well, okay. I, I like when it comes to Steve, I normally go by, and I've started doing this more because it used to just be. Core Steve or Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers, or S R C A S R for sure. Yeah, who? That's, Who's this character? <laughs> yeah, but then they came out with a new cap where all of a sudden I have to come up with names. So now it's Discount Steve because the first Core Steve discounts your powers, and Mighty Steve because he comes in the Mighty Corset. And I think that Mighty word might start being the more common, like I'm going to say. Mighty Zemo, or Mighty Widow, or Mighty Skull, or whatever. Because that way, it's just a catch-all without having to use the word core Hmm. to describe which set it comes from. So, Uh, all right, let me see. And Widow has never been a problem for me, because Widow 1 is two-threat Widow, Widow 2 is Agent Widow, and Widow 3 just came out, and I rarely talk about her. her So that's the thing, so... My, my 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 push your pushback isn't really a pushback. What your pushback is more of is pushback. Your pushback is the solution. Your pushback is the solution. my pushback exactly. is that you tell me I, I use these terms for these characters and I don't. I'm not telling you you use these characters. You, I'm telling you the community. You I heard uses you say these that. terms. 
He's part of the community. You lumped him in with that. You did. That's okay, but that is neither here nor there. The commu- whether or not you are stand out from the community, I am part of the community too, and I agree. I, I, I prefer to use things like discount Steve and 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 mighty Steve, but not everyone does that. And I fully definitely, agree that definitely I do people not speak. I definitely don't speak for the community, but and definitely people refer to Widow as you know core Widow, Widow two, and now Widow three. That is something I. That is a terminology that I see thrown about. A lot and if you are a player who comes into the game and the first purchase you have is you know the core the, the mightiest core box because that's the core box there is no core so to you core widow or widow one is fourth threat widow as Incorrect. opposed to widow one is still just widow one just get with the times well so you're asking the person to just say get with our outdated terminology. No, it's it's it's, re- it's really easy to explain. Like there was a widow before, that is widow 1. This is widow 3. This is the third iteration of widow. So if you it think broke, it's important. It. It's, you it's you a- want you want the you want the new player, the player who starts playing in 2025 to know the release schedule of all the characters. And no, therefore I will understand. say I will say this, it's a little different with widow because all three of her iterations have a different threat level. So a lot of times I just find myself saying, "Oh, do you mean two threat widow or three threat widow?" And they well, know. Exactly I think that's what a I'm great. And I think that's a great way to do it. I think it would be a great way to say two threat widow, three threat widow, four threat widow. Uh, people are lazy though; they don't like to write all those words. <laughs> I, I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it ain't broke. I think it. But my well, question is, could it break? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like within a year from now, when you can't buy the original core set anymore. Now I will. They are releasing well, I, Avenger and Cabal boxes that will have a lot of those core, which would also potentially make them more confusing because there aren't characters who are in a core box. They are now a character that is in a later release. But they are still so that I. I will say like saying Core Widow is bad mm-hmm. because there's two core boxes now. Or saying OG core, Widow. Or OG. Ah. Uh, uh. It's still the OG Widow. Like that's it the is first the OG widow. widow to you, but it's not the OG Widow to the person who bought the Mightiest Core Box. But the to new the player, game, but to the, the game itself, mm-hmm. like we're honoring the history of the game. AMG created this game four years ago, and here you are just crapping on it. I'm not crapping on it. I'm <laughs> by, saying by we just... should we should be new player friendly <laughs> in our naming conventions, and we should be new. We should be agnostic of Wait. the release schedule so, of our of our naming conventions, so that we are not... clear who we're talking about. No, it's, no, I think, it's not I, new. It's not new player unfriendly to do this. Like when if they say something, like then like if you're being a jerk about it, then it's new player unfriendly. But you're like, oh, like this is like the third widow. This is widow three, and to them it's widow one. Like that's not yeah. me being a jerk. But why is it widow I, from from personal experience? Because we've it had takes, quite a few. It takes new a players. minute to explain that. We've had quite a few new players start in our area. And mm-hmm. when like these new people where all they have is like a core box and two or three boxes, when they say Black Widow, they do not mean two threat widow. They don't even know three threat widow exists and don't care. All they're talking about <laughs> nobody does is the four threat black the black widow, like the Ohio State University. It's like the Black Widow is well, the yeah. one that they're talking about. When they say the Black Widow, the card on or that card is the Black Widow. It makes if they, perfect if sense. they say Ultron, they don't mean the core set one Ultron, the four threat version. They mean the five threat with the grunts and all the shenanigans. Right. You can also like see their models on the table and generally get an idea. Well, that what we're talking about well, isn't yeah. like we're talking about we're talking about like a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you're talking about Zemo, 
and they're one is called Baron Zemo and one is called Baron Helmet Zemo. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously one is a three threat Zemo, one is four threat Zemo. Zemo uh, one, Zemo two, easy. So, so, but if you just, it's not easy because initially, if you just say Zemo one, you could have a whole conversation with someone saying Zemo one, and they'd be like blah 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 blah, and you're talking about the original corset Zemo, and they're talking about the mighty mightiest corset Zemo, and you could go like a good. You could probably go a whole conversation, potentially, and the person is either confused. Uh, they either they either confused in terms of your analysis of said character because they feel like they're looking at a different card than you are, but they, or they could also be confused enough that they don't necessarily want to say, "Wait, this Zemo doesn't have a long move," or but you know, like maybe they just think you're an idiot, which you know, it's fair and. You know that 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 could be that could cause like some miscommunications so, in 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 a especially in a text based discussion where you could be talking about Zemo and having talking about the same two different characters using the same terminology and potentially not even reach a point where you where one would say wait what do you mean by Zemo one because they might I'm, just be like oh Zemo one is this one character oh this character must be great and then they go up there and they put a roster it's wrong. I do find it interesting that there's an Ultron 2 now, right? But I don't call him Sexy Ultron, even though... And he's he very sexy. sexy. He, he is. Sexy. And he's a definite glow-up on the original. And I, he he meets all the... The only thing that he doesn't meet the criteria for is that he doesn't have the fun alliteration in his name. Do you call is his new is, Modoc Sexy Modoc? No. Oh, I call him Scientist Modoc. He's, he's one threat less. He is. He's he's one threat less. He's not a glow up. He's, he's that model's a glow up though. The model is a glow up. But this I call true. him scientist Modoc. Mm-hmm. On the rare occasions I talk about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, could, I don't I, that can make sense. Until I actually see this being a problem, I don't think it's a problem. I you know what? And it may never it may not be a problem. i the question I'm posing is that do I, I you know, it's it's something to think about about whether or not we should think about the future of how we communicate this game and whether we should decouple it from necessarily the release schedule given that the entry point especially given that the entry point of the game has changed i i, I kind of thought this a little bit before the my days course i came out because i thought things could get confusing with characters but now that we're getting like three characters and the entry point is different that confusions can happen, and sometimes those confusions may seem obvious, and sometimes confusions may not seem obvious. You could be talking a whole bunch of stuff about the two different Steve Rogers and not know which one is different because they're both kind of boring to play, <laughs> and they're both fourth threat. Yep. Hmm. Honestly, all three of the Steve Rogers Captain Americas are fourth threat and kind of boring to play. Yeah, but at least two of them are leaders, and they're leaders of True. Avengers. True. And they can be, you know, unless you start talking about things like, well, when this person charges. But like you like, can't say shield Captain America because two of the three Captain Americas are shield affiliated. No, you just say you just don't talk about that character. <laughs> and that is our time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, listeners, you can take away take away what little or as much from that as you possibly can. Uh, and we're going to move on to our that main. That was fun. I yeah, enjoyed fun. that. 
right? I think it's a nice little segment that we're starting. <laughs> I'm glad we enjoy it. How do the listeners feel? <laughs> I think the listeners, you know, people like to listen to people argue. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes in our show, we are a little too We're too friendly. chummy around these parts. Yeah. Too, too agreeable until too I bring agreeable. up X-Men and then you guys boo and hiss. And... Appropriately doo-doo on them. Yeah. Well, it's very appropriate, apparently. I, I don't know if you listen to the Strike Better podcast, but they are right now. I'm I'm not gonna one hundred percent disagree. They they haven't they haven't they haven't wowed me. I wish they had, but they have not wowed me right now. The, the funny thing is I've bought more mutants since in recent memory than I have and it's not to play them in X Men. <laughs> <laughs> they are X Men or I guess Deadpool isn't, but he is a mutant and they are to play in other affiliations. Uh with that, we're going to move on to our main topic, which is twenty twenty four. And just gonna start I have a few questions here and we're just gonna kinda talk about how we feel about the upcoming year and that's it. Uh, so our first one is going to be, what are your expectations for Marvel Crisis Protocol in 2024? My expectations, I mean, we we have a pretty good roadmap of what's happening through the first like seven months of 2024. Maybe we already yeah, know what's coming in February, March. That's yes. already mapped out. We can probably we know, assume what's going to happen in April and May. April and May is almost certainly going to be Spider-Foes. And, Asgardians. Uh, Asgardians will probably be May, maybe June. We know there is some sets coming that have like uh, Gwenpool. There's Silver Sable. Mm-hmm. There's, um, what is it? Uh, Scarlet Spider. Uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, so I can't wait for Shang-Chi. You're probably, wait. you're probably talking June, July that we have a good 80% of the roadmap already paved. Okay. Well, what, do you, what are your expectations of those releases? My Let's expectation for those releases is you're probably not going to see any, maybe one piece that is five thread or better. And I'm saying it's going to be a lot more of the three, four threat game. I don't think they particularly like releasing two threats anymore. And I don't think they're too keen on releasing overpowered six threat, six plus threats right now. Oh, all right. Hold on. Huh? Let's stop there for right there. Quick yeah. poll. Do either of you think that AMG releases a two threat model this year? I, there is a minor chance. I think the shocker or yes or no, yes or no. Yes, I think yes. I, I think it's possible. I don't I'm gonna think go no. Doing, I'm gonna go no. Possible. I don't think they will. I think they're done. Gotta I be think. contrarian. No, I just think that I've said this before. I think they're done with two threats. <laughs> they they, they I, replace two threats with grunts. Oh, uh, well, I mean, didn't we determine that, uh, like? If you compare the original card for uh, or Bullseye's card and the uh, Hydro Grunts card, they're not like I, I would almost prefer Hydro Grunts a lot of the well, time. Just, I mean, <laughs> Bullseye was like the worst card. Yeah, it was but, a broken card. I'm just saying, it's like there there are there are people who might agree with you that uh, Grunts are two threats. If they're and I think that grunts. is, I I would not be surprised as a. You know, and this might go into more of a bold prediction, but I would not be surprised if AMG on the back end of the year releases a grunt that is a character that you would normally see as a two threat character, but instead it's a character, but a grunt. 
Interesting. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly how they're doing Sandman, but that sort of sounds like what you're talking about there. Well, though, I mean, that's his. That's like his appendages are his parts. But I mean, like for example, um, Coulson. Like Coulson is a character who probably isn't real. Would be a two threat character if he actually was released in MCP. And I'm not saying Coulson will be the character that gets released, but that type, caliber of character could come out. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. Or or <laughs> b- b- maybe they maybe Trask. Maybe Trask as a grunt character, which is kind of weird that he'd be a grunt, but like just in terminology. Ah, uh, yes. AMG is like, behold, Sentinels fans, we have fixed the <laughs> affiliation. Here is a crappy grunt. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, you wait, you watch, you watch. You get Boulevard Trask. He has two health, one energy defense, one physical defense, and one mystic defense. <laughs> yeah, well, you watch out. You, you, but, but maybe he allows maybe, maybe he allows injured sentence injured sentinel mock fours to gain power up there. <laughs> yeah, maybe he fixes fixes the injured side. <laughs> he can't contest. <laughs> uh, okay, well, can I, can I, uh, go on uh, with your expectations? Um, yeah, I guess. No, I was talking to Justin. Justin, you were talking. You said Justin, Kenny, sorry. My expectations are I'm really excited about all the stuff that's coming out. I think some fun new things are going to come out. I think they're going to do a new leadership for Asgard in that new set of characters. I think they're going to – I'm hoping they do some Defenders Tactics cards in that Shang-Chi Silver Please. Sable box. Um, is, is, hoping- is Silver Sable – is, they're in the same box? I didn't remember. They're in the same box? Uh, they were posted with the same image. So okay. whether... Or, now you got me second guessing. There's four characters right. coming out. I think it's Gwenpool and Scarlet Spider and then Silver Sable and Shang-Chi. That's, I, think. I think that's right. It's probably right. You're probably probably right. I, I, I just... It like triggered something in me because I don't think she would be a defender. I don't know what she would be. Shang-Chi could be a defender. Oh, he's and, definitely a defender. He's like um, one of the quintessential defenders. So, well, so is Namor, but Namor's nowhere on the horizon. Well, when he comes out, though, he'll be a defender, in theory. But um, I'm I would like to see that uh, some tactics cards for them. I'm expecting the uh, Spider Foes glove to be really good because four new characters adds a lot, and as Kenny will kind of attest, and I agree with him. They are in a good spot right now. They're not in a great spot. There's still some gaps yeah. in their list building, but I think they're like a piece or two away from being really fun and really good. Yeah, they're 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 uh they're close. And I think this new box and like this new box might give us a new leadership as well to toy with. But I, <sighs> I would think I don't I don't know if it's likely, but I think it could. Um But I yeah, this new box will give them um, another like new breath of life to to choose from because i mean if you look at their three threats there's lizard like lizard and mysterio are good craven's actually been doing some decent work but i feel like they're just missing something in that range we'll see i'm not sure but i mean there's so many models being introduced to be really hard pressed for not one or two of them to be something that really elevates an affiliation. It's just when you get injected with so much, they got to be something good in there. Usually <laughs> AMG's pattern is that they have one that's really good in a box and the other one that's like, eh, 
cool. <laughs> See these these new uh, four character boxes. It's like they're just going like full on affiliation packs now for some of them, which is uh, pretty sweet. So these new boxes, I think you have more chance for more goodness, obviously, because you have more characters. I, I, I will. I want to correct something. So Silver Sable, not technically a defender, but was a member of the Heroes for Hire. So a defender. And, and the yeah, defender adjacent. And, and in the AMG defender. In the group that was that had the Silver Sable, it was with Misty Knight, Colleen Wing, Black Widow, Electra, Falcon, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Punisher, Shang Chi, uh, Silver Sable, and Spider Man. So that sounds more Midnight Suns than it does <laughs> Defenders. Uh, well, I mean, Punisher is a defender now, right? So he Punis- is. So you have Punisher, Iron Fist. Uh, Electra, Ghost Rider, Shang Chi, which we assume is going to be a defender, and Spider Man. Like half this roster is. Uh, but a lot of those defenders. people you mentioned, in also like Moon Knight, and did you say Blade as well? No Blade, no Blade, no Blade. Okay, not, but, in, this, not in this group. So I just it's funny because there's a lot of overlap there. Although there is because Blade and Ghost Rider and Moon Knight are all defenders and. Uh, yeah, it's just, gen- it's just generally the nature of the yeah. def- the defenders roster, basically grabbing all the best pieces of other rosters. Yeah, it's uh, oh the defenders title. We need to to bump the sales. Oh, let's grab Wolverine and throw him in. Oh, let's grab Spider Man, throw him in there. Let's. <laughs> uh, all right, but continue on. That's all right. I had to I had to set the record straight, so it actually even makes sense that they are in the same box there because they were part of the same run of Heroes for Hire. My hope, because right now there's one tactics card that's not amazing that you have to use with either Wong, who is a terrible option to use for the portals, or the first Doctor Strange, who is fine, I guess, but that is not a tactics card you want to be using on like round three generally and it's i personally cannot wait to buy the buy the wong box that has dr strange in there (laughs) wong was good for me yesterday man (laughs) wong is good uh i think i think the the shang chi sable box will have some a defenders card in there i want i want a couple of defenders affiliated cards i want something where it's like defenders pieces get x or what whatever it is i want there to be stuff that helps that affiliation i want i want field dressing for defenders only oh my god that would be so amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. please just 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 put her right in my veins <laughs> an affiliation with hulk and wong where you could literally bring hulk back and heal him and <laughs> i mean they have uh that don't forget it has not just hulk but it has a mortal hulk yeah, it also has a mortal yeah so he can come back and then heal <laughs> he doesn't even need wong to heal him he just heals <laughs> uh all right okay that's, that's a little too much kenny <laughs> yeah uh, kenny you okay. went too far <laughs> all right so how about our goals as a player in mcp uh kenny can you handle this question is this one too hard for you no this one well, uh, yeah, I was just trying not to get like expectations and predictions mixed up together for for the game. Um, goals is easy. Um, as a player, my goal is to um, I want to try and like 
think through my turns a little bit more. I uh, have a very like a tendency to like see like one course of action um, and like want to take it instead of being like, okay, it's like this is the best thing moving forward. Um, especially like like I've mentioned with Josh, like how I just have an abysmal record against him. But like we play a lot of games where like I'm ahead for a decent bit and I just let it go. So like when I'm ahead, like my my goal this year is when I'm ahead in any of my games to like take a step back and like think through like, okay, like what is the best course of action for me to close out this game and secure the dub? Got to learn how um, to close. Yeah. Have you in, in, the, in the words of the, the ghost of Sooner, you got to play to your outs. Well, here's the thing. The, the play to your outs Sooner play is usually He's in down reference to when you're down because Sooner's always down and he always pulls it out. But have you thought, and, and I haven't seen your games at all, but you know, a lot of times I see this when players are ahead and then they lose it, that maybe once you're winning – that you might be attacking too much. I know you love to roll them dice. And by attacking, you are gifting Josh the the resources in which that he needs in order to take the game back. Um, there is one very specific story of that that I'm sure he would love to tell you. Um, and like that kind of thing happened, and I didn't think anything would happen, and it was just... He he basically made like this crazy freaking play out of nowhere. Yeah, Proxima Midnight. You've heard this story. Yeah, because of Proxima. <laughs> um, it was well. He also like dice. Also, he rolled like a four or five damage onto Proxima. Um, so like he needed a lot on a shield throw, and he got it. Um, but it's yeah. Like I I definitely think like I could be attacking too much. Um, but to me, it's like, oh, like keep the foot on the gas and maybe you're right. Maybe it's just like I'm attacking too much and giving them the power I need. And to me, I'm like, oh, like if I get less of their models on the table, that's less danger for me. And sometimes I just don't work out that way. And then I'm still in danger either way. Yeah, I, I played a game against the the Dr. Octopus Foes. And it's a little bit different because it was that affiliation by nature of the leadership kind of disincentivizes you from attacking them. But what I got a lead on the scenario. And at that point I was just like, well, I'm just going to control the game out. I'm not going to gift him power. I'm not going to attack this lizard, even though there's a possibility that I could deal the three damage and daze the lizard. But I could also not daze the lizard and then the lizard's going to end up getting three power off of this and then going to be able to throw me off the point. And so sometimes just attacking your opponent just gifts them the power. And sometimes even if you're just like, well, I want to, I want to daze them. And uh, you have to even ask yourself that question. Is it even worth dazing yeah. a character? So, sometimes dazing a character and giving them extra power and then also possibly giving them priority is just yeah. a worse idea than just passing a turn. I'm, I like, will say I'm pretty good about like making sure I'm, I'm retaining priority if I need to or vice versa. It's not even like just about retaining priority. It's when they get up. You oh, know? I know. I, I, <laughs> like everyone's part, all happy to daze X-23 so. until she gets up again. Yeah. Like you got to make sure you can get her down if you're dazing her. Which is very hard to do in that particular instance but like 
there's a lot of characters like that. And then guaranteeing to KO a character when they get up is not a sure bet in this game. You know, like easier you with get, Black Order, but yeah, a little easier with Black Order. But even still, it could, it could not happen. And then you leave that character, even if you daze them and you leave them on one, and then they activate and they, they do all kinds packs. of stuff to you. Like you're giving them the resources when originally before you did all that, they were sitting there. They would sit there with two power and do what with it? Yeah. And instead they're, they're, they're maxed out to 10 and able to blow their entire stack on you. Yeah. Like I got to see more into the future. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that that's Kenny's goals to, to maybe be a little less bloodthirsty. Maybe see, see what the, see what is keeping him from closing the deal. How about you, Justin? What is your Kenny's goal? goal should be to come to a tournament with all of his friends and actually play for once. Hey, he I'm, does that. I'm coming to did, Memphis in June or whatever it is. The next one is six months from now. TBD. Cool. Well, when's the next one? The next one's in Birmingham. I'll be there. You should, there. you should change the date on that one, by the way. Why? It's too we close just... to Adepticon. That's I know a couple people that were talking about going, but saying they couldn't. Okay, that's beside the point. This is post-show talk. But, <laughs> yeah, um, let's let's keep the real show, Justin. Go my, my goals for 2024, um, I have been focused on X-Men for so long, I'm trying to get off of that. Um, I'm, I'm waiting till the new stuff comes out before I play more games with them. That's why I'm dabbling with Cabal. I'm dabbling with Defenders. I've been dabbling with um, Mighty Steve Avengers. Like, just a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get more games in with different affiliations. I'm also um, hoping to do better at Adepticon this year. I did terrible last year. Um, I did okay the year before, but I want to... I wanna top cut that you know i i've top cut nashcon two out of three years but i i can't break the break the top in in adepticon that that's a goal of mine so um don't know what i'm bringing yet but that that's that's the game <coughs> defenders it might be i i literally had more fun at this tournament yesterday than i've had in a long time playing mcp yeah defenders cool. are so fun All right, you're convincing me to play Defenders now. Yeah, they're a blast. <laughs> uh, but right. I use mutants in there too. Are you okay with that? Uh, I'm okay know. with it because you had Sexy Strange. It it, I, it offsets for me. I have one mutant in it. So he's affiliated, so it counts. <laughs> he's a Defender in that case, not a mutant, right? Yeah, he's, he, he's been uh, retconned. <laughs> <laughs> uh any, any other goals justin um no I, I don't i don't think so i'd like to go to another big con this year mm-hmm. um there was brief talk in our chat earlier about uh everwinter this year which is way down the road so i'm not talking about like you know immediate plans but It'd be cool that because I, I do Nashcon because it's literally like a 10 minute drive for me. And I do Adepticon because I love Adepticon. I go every year, but I, I've never been to Gen Con. I've never been to Nova. I've never been to LVO, which I'm not going to LVO because it's like this weekend. Um, but I've, Pax, I've never Pax been. Unplugged is also another one. Yeah, I've never been to that. I've never been to everyone. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that I would like to go see. 
and maybe maybe if the stars align i might they might like to do another big con this year nice for me it's a uh, pretty similar uh i don't i you know this is i think this is going to be my year of the playing in real life so i want to be able to get to more uh tournaments probably most of those tournaments are either going to be at red seal gaming in matawan new jersey or carcosa club in brooklyn uh i hear there's a new place called rogue state that's opened up i don't but i don't know what their mcp scene is going to be but i hopefully it's even closer to me so that would be even nicer uh and i would like to make to one to two um larger events doesn't decide to be a con but you know per se but like a larger event you know something that is a a bigger tournament um so that that is that is my goal in terms of what my success in those events are don't really care i just want to play the game in person Yeah, and come to NashCon, right? Yeah, you should come to NashCon because all of your friends will be here. So I was in a, a pretty poor mood. I had mentioned offline before, and so the reason for it is is that uh, I've been I've been looking forward to trying and make NashCon happen. I've been talking about NashCon, and like just like a couple weeks ago, it seemed like NashCon was going to be in the cards for me because. Um, it was like the scheduling thing with this family trip that would require to be the week before NashCon. And today was the day that I learned that because of the scheduling of my niece-in-law's schooling, that she only has this one week off and they have this once a year where they get together and go on a trip. In this case, it will be to Connecticut and it's going to be on the week of NashCon. And it is, I've been thoroughly disappointed this entire day. <laughs> that is bummer. Maybe, that's a huge bummer. But We're family family comes yeah. first. Yes, I mean, of course, of course. And, yeah. and that'll be a good time. I will I will enjoy myself. It's got, you know, Oceanside. I saw the place we're going to. It's very nice. Uh, but I, I was looking forward to NashCon, going to it, hot chicken, all that stuff. Mm. But yeah, that's my um, goal for 2023 is to eat more hot chicken at NashCon. But if well, I don't, how did, NashCon, how did it do for you? Digestively? <laughs> you said your goal for 2023 was to eat more hot I meant chicken. To say it's, my, it's my goal for 2024 to eat more hot chicken. Uh, just, uh, my brain's still, uh, uh, yeah. it's still early enough in the new year to where that blunder happens. But if I don't make it to NashCon, that means my odds of Everwinter are significantly higher. So I promote all of you to come up to Boston and play with me there. It's a big difference driving 10 minutes to NashCon than it is to fly to Boston. Well, it's a lot different for me because it's actually, it's not that, I don't even know that much difference. It's a, like a four hour train ride. It's like a four hour flight. I guess trains are better than flights. You know, this does bring up a question for me because I know you live in New York City. I do. Correct. When you go to a shop, like in Brooklyn, for instance, do you like ride on the subway with your pieces on your lap? Like, how, how is the transportation for that? So I, um, so now I haven't done that with this particular game, but I used to play X Wing a lot, and I would travel around the city to play X Wing. And in that case, um, 
yeah, I, how whatever method of transport I was using to transport my X-wing miniatures, I would just travel with it on the subway. This so is like, I mean, I I know there's weirder stuff than a dude sitting with little plastic pieces in his. Lap well, they don't know it's plastic subway. pieces. I'm either wearing a backpack or I have like a you know like a little luggage thing. Like you know, they're, I'm not sitting there with like my X-wing corset sitting out on my lap. Like it's you know, nobody knows what I'm actually carrying with me. So, you know, sometimes if I like win like an event or something, I'll have like, I'll get, I got like a Legion box once and then I'm like, you know, going home with my backpack and my Legion box in my lap or something like that. But like, you know, and in this case, I'll be going around with my A case. Uh, the, lately when I've been traveling to play with things, I've been going by car, but subway is definitely not out of the question. It's not a problem. I was just curious about that. Was... Oh, hello there. <laughs> I didn't see you coming in. Because we're a podcast that doesn't have access to your camera yet. Well, while you're here, we have some outstanding deals for all the hot MCP and Shatterpoint goodies out there. We don't have access to your location yet, so we don't know where you are. But if you're in Europe, you can go to Tritex Games and use the code TritexGGCP5 to save an additional 5% off their discounted MCP and Shatterpoint goods. And if you happen to live in the U.S., go to GameChefs.org, use the code GamersGuild, and get 15% off your order. And we don't have access to your Discord servers yet, but if you aren't a part of the Gamers Guild Discord, come on by. It's free. We're friendly. We don't bite, I promise. Well, maybe Josh. But we'd love to chat with you. All that info is in the description. And until we have complete control over your device, Keep on gaming. So we're going to move on to our bolt. So we're going to break this up into two uh, stuff. And it's going to be probably really boring, but we're going to try it anyway. We're going to do a bold predictions. So everyone's going to give one prediction for the upcoming year of what will happen in either AMG, something to do with Marvel Crisis Protocol, bold prediction. Uh, and then I w- we want to do one extra spicy prediction, something that if it happens, it's like a it's like a moonshot that this would even happen. But if it does, you got gloating rights for the rest of the year. So we'll start with bold predictions. Uh, does anyone have have want to go first? My bold prediction is that they do not nerf CGR this year at all. Yeah, I feel like that's an extra spicy prediction. I mean, that is definitely <laughs> extra spicy because they're definitely nerfing that character. <laughs> you say that, but they're not doing it before Nashcon or for before Adepticon. But I, 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 he's definitely, he's definitely getting nerfed this year. Do you want it bold? That's bold. Okay, that's that's all right. That's that. I feel like I feel like wrong. bold is saying like he's going to get nerfed, but it's not going to be enough, which is what I think. That's not bold. That's just a prediction. Yeah, that's 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 what we're talking about. Just a bold no. Is it, you said bold predictions and extra spicy okay, does predictions. It, do you want me to type it out and put it in bold font for you? <laughs> All <laughs> right, fine. That's, that's my extra spicy one. one. My bold prediction is, I they're gonna release. They'll announce the Fantastic Four this year. That's my bold prediction. Ooh. Okay. okay. And that also includes Doom because, of course, it does. Of course it does. It's, it's, it's got to include Doom. 
Yeah, if it doesn't include, like, not including Doom, it's just, come on. I get out of here. <laughs> my, my bold prediction is we see a 2024 updated stat cards. Because, like, we'd seen 2021 and 2023, so it made it seem like every two years. But maybe, I think this year we just get an extra, like, an actual 2024 one. Um, and my reasoning for that is with the ever-growing library of characters, um, there are more characters that are viable to be changed. Mm. Is that bold? Does that count? Or like, are we are we are we gatekeeping bold predictions? I think it's I think it's a pretty bold prediction. Yeah. You guys are too intimidated by my bold prediction. Yeah, your bold <laughs> prediction. Yours was extra spicy. <laughs> There's no way that character does There's not no get way, When that happens, no way. when that happens, Look, just remember this conversation. I will, rem- I will remember it because Look, it's going if, to happen. If he is not nerfed by NASHCON 2024, I will buy you a beer at NASHCON 2024. I would Sweet. say, I would say the, the 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 prediction would be he's not nerfed. You should, by NASHCON you should buy me CGR because I, I haven't bought him yet. Fine, I'll do that. <laughs> I, I am confident enough that he is getting nerfed that I will so say. Let it. me let me let me go through and explain. So my extra spicy prediction is that they don't nerf CGR. And my explanation for that is that they just started and they're getting ready to have their first tournament with the timelines set up. And mm-hmm. I think they want to promote that setup. And if mm-hmm. you have a character that isn't totally destroying local metas, like Malekith was, but is dominating a lot of tournament scenes because he is kind of oppressive. Mm-hmm. I think you keep that around for a little while and see if you can get this other playstyle going. And the way you do that is by not nerfing him in the standard meta, and you just don't bring him into the timelines meta. All right. Well, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna counter. <laughs> I'm gonna counter your your statement with my extra spicy prediction. Okay. My exercise prediction is that after Adepticon, there is not going to be another uh, timeline event. Not, not like like anyone can go up and do a timeline event, but there is not going to be another official AMG timeline event for the rest of the calendar year. That, that could be true because they have they, the only event they have control over is Adepticon. Mm-hmm. And if. Gen Con doesn't run it, and Nova doesn't run it, and Everwinter doesn't run it. There's not a whole lot they can do other than say, please. Well, and they might, and I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that after Adepticon, the format is is effectively dead. Someone, people might do it as like, let's just use this as a basis for our, our, our form, or, you know, our, our league, or they might do it for like, whatever small thing i think people need to come up with a way to do it in a single day event because i think the only thing holding people back from it is that its rules are clunky for single day events and it's too big for most local communities to run for a multi-day event i think the format is effectively dead after adepticon they are not gonna they are not going to even update the the timeline roster sheet when there are new releases what it is now is what it is I mean, that is extra spicy. I feel like once they have the data from the one event they're running, they'll have a better idea of how to tweak the rules and the process going Absolutely. 
in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could release a document in June that says, hey, you know, we, we processed the, the event at Adepticon. Here's our new and updated timeline rules with the new spider foes. We've added Asgard. We've done this. Here's the new list building stuff. Here's the new whatever. Have fun. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. Extra spicy. And, and because of that, I think that that they they need to address Cosmic So, when, And I think there's enough when, chatter. When no one wants to run timeline events after Adepticon. They go, oh, you know what? I guess we should nerve CGR. I guess we got to fix the CGR thing. It, <laughs> it's also possible. And part of the reason why I, I do think uh, that they will nerf CGR, because Adepticon is what, March? March 21st of the 25th? I I think that CGR will be nerfed before Adepticon. And I think because Timelines is the main premier event of Adepticon, they feel more able to nerf him to to, to errata his card uh, before, even regardless of their announcements, because it's not like it's affecting their main event because he's not in, he's not available. So they're able to very easily say, well, this isn't going to affect anybody's practice for this event. Nerfed. Hmm. So we have competing extra spicy predictions. In theory, yes. Yes, I guess we do. Well, my extra spicy prediction is the timelines thing going down. I'm just telling you your extra spicy condition is wrong. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Kenny, did you do an extra spicy? I did not. Um, my extra spicy prediction is that, hmm, this is a tough one. I think, um, it's not spicy to think they continue updating that format. I do think they actually keep updating the timelines format. I don't think they kill it. Don't, but I'd also this isn't for you. This isn't your time to start talking about our I, predictions. Put up a prediction, man. This yeah, is me, you gotta give your own. Don't steal ours. This is me stalling. Gosh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, get your, get my, your car out of the mud. Let's go get the town. My extra spicy prediction is that we are gonna get another crises update. Um, it'll include Ooh. maybe a handful of new crises. Maybe Terragenesis will come back, or the Terragen clouds. Uh, that's been one I've been wanting to come back because I love that scenario. So um, but it's a copium prediction. Copiates, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So my extra spicy prediction is that we'll get another like updated crisis cards, or maybe like it's just like, oh, here's three more of each that we're throwing your way, or something like that. Like, because right, like they, they just gave us the generic tokens, and so now at this point, like they can just add whatever whenever like they don't have to like reprint tokens or whatever like they can just throw a card in a pack here or there maybe they'll go back that way which is i don't love that but they might or they just go the way of like the mission pack again or the um, updated crisis pack and just maybe it's just a little bit cheaper for six more crises but i think we might see some more crises this year just to spice things up I would love it if they went back and actually built a crisis for the A layout. Because it unnecessarily bothers me that we have B through J or whatever. 
but A is not being used at all. I mean, sort of those layout letters are kind of uh, irrelevant with the recent updates anyway, because they've now, now they specifically are printing the maps on the crises cards because they want to say, well, this is just the layout for this crises and they don't have to be beholden to a, a crisis shape anymore. They, I think they said something like that. They're trying to help the the shape a, the the tarot card protective sleeve. Correct. Yeah. That Uh, version. They bought bought socks in the, in, the, in that specific yeah. card size, I, I yeah. think you're. I think you're right, though. I mean, uh, they, look at Chatterpoint, then then look at the the switch yeah. for. I think we're onto something. Yeah, I buy, think we buy more stock the case. in tarot no, sized think... card sleeves. <laughs> Honestly, I I think you might be right, though. And Chatterpoint is the reason AMG is not shy to put out a pack for for uh, what was it twenty dollars just to say here's one more mission. <laughs> So well, if, they're, yeah. if they're willing to do that for Shatterpoint, it had some tokens in it too. Sure, but <laughs> everything will have tokens. I don't in think it. you're helping. <laughs> so if, if AMG not. is willing to spend, make you spend twenty dollars, so you can get one mission. I can totally believe that AMG at some point this year, probably towards the end, will say, "Hey, here is, uh, here is the, here's here's like I don't know, two two more extracts, two more secures." And we're going to put it out for 20 bucks. Yeah. And, and more reason to think that is they're doing all like those crises things with the, uh, with the terrain now with like the Wakandan terrain. Like, well, we might see some of that with the Asgard terrain. It's like, yeah, it might. We, we definitely might are. They, they confirmed, they confirmed that the one shots are not only going to be on all future, uh, future terrain releases, but it, they're also going to release one shots for prior terrain releases. Ooh. And isn't you know, there like, something else associated? In a card pack, they could throw in some missions too, or some crises too. Just Why saying. Not? Why not? Now, it'd be interesting if they had a one shot, one shot card pack. That'd be interesting. Uh, all right. So my bold prediction is going to be that by the release, not say, I guess not by the release. In the time frame around the release of the Shang Chi and Silver Sable uh, release, Defenders will go from what was once the worst affiliation in MCP, according to Longshanks, to becoming the number one affiliation Ooh. on Longshanks. Because you and me take them to the top. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nashcon top four all defenders. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not to say that. Nashcon, no, no, not a record. <laughs> uh, that is, I, I, I don't know if that's bold or extra spicy, but I think it is super extra bold and spicy to <laughs> say that anything other than Sam Wilson will win Nashcon. No, I, I'm not saying anything about <laughs> Nashcon. I, that I'm only saying the number, the number what, one affiliation. That's that's pretty bold. A number one affiliation. Now, you know, obviously, within a tra- time periods can affect it, so it's hard to measure that. But I'm just saying, you'll you we know what the number one affiliations are when they're the number one affiliations. And the number one affiliation is going to be defenders. I'm here for it. That's that's the meta I want to live in. <laughs> um. All right. So our final. Let's let's round this out with our final question. Who will win NashCon 2024? Kenny. Sam Wilson. 
Um, Sooner will return from the grave and win NashCon 2024 with Sam Wilson. He will he will be the first repeat NashCon 2020 NashCon champion. Sam Wilson. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Sam Wilson wins NashCon 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) It's so hard to project like eight months out or whatever. Because who knows if they don't nerf CGR and a bunch of new killy pieces. Well, I mean, we're talking extra bold and spicy here. So if if all of this goes down and but, it's still a super killy meta, then Sam Wilson might be the right choice. Yeah, all that said, Sam Wilson. <laughs> but if they do nerf some of the kaiju stuff, maybe a white, maybe a Web Warriors team or. Now, are you so with this question? Are you asking the player? Or are you asking the affiliation? Both or neither, like player. Just whatever you want. I don't even. I don't it's know. Hard to coming. predict a player. Yeah, it's super hard to predict a player. I I could say sooner. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna play. He's not gonna play Sam Wilson this this NashCon. Well, no, because every, every time I play Sam Wilson, I make top cut at NashCon. So he's if playing I, Sam Wilson. Yeah, we'll see how the meta feels at the time. Who knows? Right. Maybe I'll rock defenders. But we're all saying Sam Wilson right now. Well, I mean, there okay, is no so- other stat to go by. There have been three <laughs> Nash cons, and all three have been won by Sam Wilson Avengers by a by a podcaster too. So. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Do does a podcaster win NashCon twenty twenty four? Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna I mean, say, once again, I'm gonna say no. To, to be fair, like. Half the field in is his podcasters. <laughs> Nashcon has a pretty pretty strong crew of uh, players come out for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go podcaster wins. Podcaster wins. And sticking with you should come wins, and so. help make that happen. Dude, don't don't yeah. don't pour the salt in the wound. Give us give us better chances. <laughs> what? Does does the oh, gamers guild <laughs> win Nashcon twenty twenty four? Does the gamers guild win Nashcon? I mean, with. we've won two out of three. That's true. I'm gonna go with yes, just because you you got you gotta you gotta support you gotta support you gotta put that out in the universe. Yeah, I agree. Also, yes, and it's and gonna also, be Justin. And, I, I appreciate the backing, bro. I appreciate that. And with that, with Justin winning NashCon 2024 with Sam Wilson, as it's been predicted here by the Gamer Guild podcast. Yeah, we're done with our episode, our first episode of the year, and we're hoping you enjoyed our little loose discussion about a number of fun topics, hopefully. And until next time, keep on gaming. say 2024 what was i even thinking it works it's fine it makes fine. you sound like a nerd it's fine <laughs> i'm not redoing it <laughs> we're doing it live <laughs>